0: an amazing week so far. For my Canadians, happy Family Day. We celebrated Family Day this past Monday. And for my American friends, happy President's Day. And for everybody else who celebrates, happy Valentine's Day. Um, I know that Valentine's Day kind of holds this up and down with a lot of people. Some people don't really like it or ascribe to it because it's kind of showy and people just kind of want to measure or quantify their love based on gifts. And some people don't like it because they think it's a capitalist holiday. And some people don't like it because they feel that love should be celebrated every day, blah, blah, blah. Yes, that's true. But can we live a little? I'm probably going to do an episode about people who kind of find something to complain about in every situation and the importance of just living and enjoying because people who are in love and who love the people around them are cognizant of the fact that, um, love should be expressed every day, but it's also nice to have a day to remember and to do that, you know, just like mother's day isn't, or father's day isn't, the only day you appreciate your parents and you hate them every other day, or you treat them less than par every other day. It's just nice to have a day to show love and to show appreciation, should that be your thing. So if you celebrated Valentine's day, Galentine's day, friends day, I hate my ex day, whatever, I hope you enjoyed it. And It was nice because it was also combined with a long weekend, so those are always fun, even if you don't have a relationship. And I can see how Valentine's Day and holiday, like a holiday like that in particular, can kind of have people who are single feeling very aware and potentially discouraged because when you're seeing the shows of affection that some people are receiving and you just want love or companionship, it can be a little sad, but everything in its time. And on the bright side, on the 15th of February, all the candy and all the good stuff is like 50% off, which is super cool (laughs) and super fun. So there's always something bright to look forward to if, if you're into the sweet stuff like me. Um, excuse me for my voice I have a ridiculously sore throat I just had a SEPA call before starting to record this episode trying to numb the pain so that swallowing isn't a struggle and so that my voice is just not absolutely disgusting it sucks because when you have colds and all this stuff it makes you remember that you've been taking your breathing your swallowing for granted so I can't wait to be able to drink water without pain and all that good stuff. But yeah, if you guys are hearing some cracking or my voice kind of gives out in the midst of some words, not like it doesn't do that on other episodes, but if it does that a little bit more, you'll know that it's not just because I don't know how to speak and because English is my second language, but it's because (laughs) I'm a little bit under the weather as well. Um, I hope you guys had a chance to meditate on the words to live by for last week which were if you were to think about it could you really live with it and I think the whole concept of this is pretty much a hothead repellent because for me and I'm sure about a lot of other people when you're fired up full of anger rage disappointment hurt those abundance of feelings are usually best relieved by expelling them and in expelling the abundance of these negative feelings, we are usually bound to reap fire on the recipient. And what I've learned over time is that the fire that we reap and the fire, um, or the fire that we, we rain down on these people and the way that we try to get these feelings out of us are usually short-sighted because we're just thinking, I need to say what I got to say. They got to know. But when you add in the concept of really thinking about it and calculating the cost of your words and your emotions and the the repercussions of how these actions can be perceived by other people, it gives you an opportunity opportunity to step back and maybe consider the fact that the way you're reacting might not be beneficial. And I try to work against something that I notice happens a lot. And it's something that I've fallen victim to. And I'm sure I've also victimized people with, but it's the fact that when we're angry and we say these angry things to people, when our emotions subside, we no longer think about how that person may be affected. And I can attest to the fact that people have said mean, harsh, cold things to me in anger. And they probably don't even remember that they said those things. They don't even remember why they said those things or why they felt the way they did at the moment when they said those things. But for me, those words and those opinions that they that are, that may, or most likely were momentary for them are lingering with me for the rest of my life. So with that in mind, it's important to consider the weight of our words and not just say them and go away because the emotions that we have are temporary and we don't want to say temporary things that have long lasting effects on the people we say it to, especially because most times the people we say these things to are people who we actually do really love care about and hold in high regard and another way that I found to really mitigate my damage or my yes my damage is to ask for advice as especially as of lately I've been emotionally at the edge of certain cliffs and I've been ready to jump off and <laughs> pop off and say whatever I wanted to say and screw the results or screw the repercussions. These people need to know that they're trash or <laughs> whatever it is, right, but I thank God, and I'm so grateful for the wise men around me um as of lately, especially my friend Grady, because when I go to her and I tell her like, Oh, this is what I'm gonna do I'm gonna write a letter I'm gonna send an email i'm gonna Let someone know about themselves. The question that she's asked me that's been really, um, really important and something that I'm going to use as like a litmus litmus test for moving forward is what's your end result or what do you want to gain or what's an ideal, what's your ideal conclusion? Because sometimes you just want to say what we want to say and don't even... And when someone asks us, what do we want to gain? We don't even have an answer, which is weird because you'd think you'd have an answer for something like that. But realistically, sometimes we just want to release the abundance without even realizing to what end. So if that's the case, just stop and think about it. Because sometimes you write on a pistol and you get a K. KK reply, or you write an a pistol and you get a read receipt and no reply. And is it really worth it at that point? I don't think so. Well, at least for me, it isn't. So let's just think about our actions before we do them and make sure that we're acting and moving in confirmation that we're, our behavior is going to be beneficial to us and also not detrimental to the people who we love and who we're still going to want around us after the hurt or whatever we're feeling is gone. So for this episode, I'm going to be talking about multi-talent and the whole concept of having multiple talents and being, and being good at a lot of things and having a lot of gifts is something that in thinking about it, I found that can be a double-edged sword and It has a lot of positives, of course, because there's a lot of room and places to maneuver, but there's also a lot of negatives to being multidimensional and having a lot of gifts. And when I was thinking about the difficulties that come with having multiple talents and multiple gifts, something that came or someone who came to my mind as someone who I look up to because of their multiple talents, but I can also see where the difficulties can arise is Rihanna. So for those of you who don't know, Rihanna is an American singer. She's from Barbados and she hasn't dropped or released an album since 2016 and her fans are pressed. (laughs) I don't know how else to put it. Her fans are pressed. They are were expecting an album to be released. Um, and she actually was alluding to the fact that an album was going to be released in 2019 and here we are in 2020 and there is still no album. And to the point where there was a bunch of memes coming out that it, until Rihanna, it's not too late. You can drop your album at 11:59 p.m. Anytime before the clock struck 12. But here we are. The clock has struck 12, and we are in the second month of 2020. There's still no album. Her fans are extremely disappointed. They're hurt. They're constantly sending her messages and tweets to which she replies, kind of like "Leave me alone." Or they'll be like, "I can't believe Rihanna hasn't dropped an album," and she'll kind of mock them. "I can't believe Rihanna." <laughs> Dropped an album, and it's because of the love they have for her and the love they have for her music and her talent. Um, a, a few facts about Rihanna. Um, she is worth 600 million dollars and is the richest American female musician as of 2019, according to Forbes. So, between 2005 when she came onto the scene in 2016 she released nine albums which is a lot which is actually a lot because later I'll get into it that's not many artists do not release at this rate and from 2006 to 2016 she toured every single year except for 2015 and this is either headlining t- um, tours or co-tours or like different types of tours. She was touring every single year in an 11 year span, except for one year. And she may have actually even toured that year, but from my research, I didn't see anything that popped up or showed as a tour. So post touring and music, 2017, she launched Fenty Beauty, which was her makeup company, and she came out stepping on the necks of all the other makeup companies by coming out with 40 foundations. And for a girl like me who appreciates makeup and understands the difficulties of finding colors that match your dark skin without having to buy two $40 foundations to to play art and color theory to get it to somewhat match. It was a big deal. And she came in on this diversity wave and really pushed and encouraged and threatened (laughs) through her presence and the quality of her work. She threatened a lot of companies and they started coming out with wider ranges because finally everyone is buying makeup like y'all should have done this. Along the same diversity line, 2018, she came out with Savage savage fenty lingerie she came out with nude lingerie that wasn't just beige nude that matched multiple skin colors she had fashion shows that were that showed different types of beauty not just skinny models but plus size she's just really diversity focused and then last year 2019 she launched the Fenty fashion brand with LVMH and it, for those of you who don't know LVMH is Louis Vuitton Moet Hermes and based on the names of the companies in their name you you can tell that they are a high end brand and she was the first female and also woman of color to actually have a clothing line with them which is just huge. So as you can see from my little short biography of what she's done because She's also done movies and Puma and many other things. Um, She's done a lot, but with all of the ways that she's spread her wings and kind of gone into exploring her multiple talents, there's also been complaints amidst all the success that she's received. And what this made me really look at is the fact that when you deviate from your known talent, there is a difficulty that comes with that. And when I say known talent, what I mean by your known talent is, um, the first good thing that you're known for, or the first thing that people notice that you actually do well. Um, and I see that with your known talents or with the first thing that people see you do well, when you go into exploring your multiple talents or go into deviating from the talent that they've become accustomed or comfortable with you doing well, you can sometimes be hindered by something that I'm going to call the confident, I'm sorry, the compliment box. And what I call the compliment box is when people kind of try to put you into a box in a nice way by giving you compliments. So they'll be like, why do you want to do that? You're so good at the first thing we've seen you do, the first thing that we know you're good at, and the one thing that's confirmed. Or they'll encourage you not to deviate that. There's still so much potential for you in the one thing that they're comfortable with or the whole stick to it. Like there's so much more for it. And compliments are a tricky thing. And that's why I kind of ascribe to the fact that I don't take compliments or criticism too highly or too lowly. I kind of stay in the middle because if you sit there and if you know there's potential for greatness or multiple streams of greatness in you and you get stuck with, um, you get sucked into the fact that you're receiving a lot of compliments and confirmation in the first thing that you happen to put out there. It can really stop you and make you complacent and make you no longer want to explore the other extremely viable talents that you may have. And you won't even realize that you're getting stuck because it's not like you're not seeing results in the one thing you're doing. Just like in the case of Rihanna, she is seeing results. She was dropping albums, selling out tours left, right, and center for a decade. But that in, in doing that and in having all that success it, it, it has the tendency or the potential to blind us from wanting to go into other places where we may or where we know that we have equal or greater talent than what has been seen and what has been accepted so far because it's important to note that Rihanna went into all these ventures from 2017 till present and the one thing that we can say without a shadow of of a doubt is that she has been successful in every single one and that's not always the case we know i'm and there's no need to say names you can google it a lot of people who took their social currency of their clout and influence and took that and created things that they knew would sell just based on the fact that their name was attached to it and those things were below subpar And it wasn't until they sold millions because those things will sell out because of their social influence that people now came out and said, oh, this, this isn't up to snuff or this wasn't great. Everything Rihanna has attached her name to and has created in terms of her Fenty brand, which is everything that is not her music to separate the two has been receiving high reviews, rave reviews, and has also pushed and changed the game towards diversity, which is something that people like me, black people, brown people, non-white people have been asking for because we're buying these products and we've, and for a long time until recently, we felt like they weren't made for us because there's such a difficulty in attaining the things we want to do. So with that being said, and with understanding the compliment box, I think it's, I just wanted to discuss some things to know and how to look at, at how to go about having your multiple talents and bringing it to the forefront and also things to consider. Because as someone who I have multiple talents and that's not to brag or anything, I just know that if I have an interest in something, I have the ability to learn and excel and do quite well in whatever it is I put my mind to. And maybe it's just, it's, it's talent mixed with, stubbornness and wanting to do what I want to do right so the first thing that we need to consider is that the first thing we do and the first thing that people are known for is not necessarily what they do best sometimes it's often the path of least resistance and understanding this will make it a little easier for people to cut people some slack and also for for you not to get stuck into the compliments box. So for me, there are a lot of things that I want to do. And there are, and when I look at the things I want to do and where I am financially, emotionally with time, I had to make a decision as to what would be the path of least resistance. And for me, I realized that a lot of the things I want to do moving forward cost money or more money than I had to start up. And the cheapest of all of those things was to write a book because I could do that for $0 or maybe less than a hundred initially. And that had the potential to bring me in enough profits that I could now reinvest into other things that I may be more interested in. And prior to me, even writing this book back in 2000, from 2013, I was actually, um, Baking, like I have a baking company, treats by totes, which I have kind of put on the burner or like on the back burner for a while, and I'm trying to just now revive it because kind of because of this whole like putting someone into a box type of thing. Because when I left my job and wanted to start um, doing this whole business thing, start this podcast, write this book, people were like, "Why is that what you want to do?" Why don't you just start a bakery, open a bakery, start a company? And I'm just like, that's that just happened to be the thing I did, to be honest. Baking cakes, I don't really like it too tough. Um, <laughs> baking other desserts, yeah, I enjoy that more. But even for the time I spent spent for the results I receive or the capital that I receive, I feel that there are other things that I'd prefer to do with my time, such as this podcast and other things. So when we look at someone like Rihanna for the, for the sake of this case study, she has said in multiple interviews that she loves fashion and that she feels like that's how she expresses herself. So who knows if back in Barbados, this young girl wanted to be a fashion star. And she happened to also be talented at singing, but what she really wanted to do was go into the fashion industry. And when Jay-Z discovered her, she went with what she knew and she went with what was available to her. And based on the fact that she created such a dynamic and strong music following and amassed millions of dollars from that was probably also the reason why it was so easy for her to segue into fashion, makeup, and beauty. Although she's just as good at it, if not better, people, we sometimes lose sight of the fact that we don't actually know what people want and just because someone did something first doesn't mean that it's it's truly what they wanted to do first it might have just been a- available because realistically being in barbados and becoming a fashion mogul which we can say she's headed towards if not arguably there already would have been much more difficult. Do you think she would have gotten the collabs with LVMH and been able to, even if she created the exact same formula for Fenty Beauty, but she didn't, she was in Barbados, do you think it would blow to the level that it has or cause the social impact that it has? Absolutely not. So sometimes we take the path of least resistance to allow for the things we want to do further down the road to, have the impact and the success that they they deserve to have but they wouldn't should we have done things in reverse and what I find is that especially for women having your hands in multiple cookie jars can be very threatening to people especially and I wouldn't just say especially men I'd say people in general um you kind of get the whole calm down. Like, are you the one who's going to do everything in this world? Like leave some, leave some success for us. Or with men, if you, if you talk about wanting to do many things, it can sometimes be intimidating, especially in the dating scene. I find that it goes two ways. Like for someone like me, who is at the beginning of my successes, who I'm not a millionaire, I'm not like, I'm not making six figures even. Or even five, (laughs) like if we're being completely honest, maybe going towards five. um, In the dating game, and if you're meeting new people, they can look at you and say, oh, she doesn't even have a real job. She's just trying to do a lot of things. She's just dipping her foot in the water and seeing what sticks. Or there's the other side of if all of this stuff she's doing actually comes to fruition and she gains the success that she's aiming for am I able to handle a woman who's like a force? And it kind of sucks because as I said, many of us do have multiple talents, but when it comes to women, it's kind of like pick one thing and stick to it. Um, There are the Oprah's and there are the, what's her name? What's her name? Martha Stewart's. And as we can see, Rihanna's who are able to move within spaces and find that success. But what I, what I'm seeing is that it's very difficult to do that. And sometimes you're also just discouraged by the compliment box because someone will just be like, ah, baby or, oh girl, just stay where you are. Stay where you are. You're doing great there. If you just focus all your energy on that, you can be great and amazing, but who's to say that you can't be great and amazing in everything you do. And the one solution I've really found to this is that it's important to just block out the noise and work in excellence. If you are blessed and bestowed with multiple talents and you want to explore each and every single one to the full depths of your ability, don't let anybody stop you. And the the one way that I find that people can stop you or it becomes easier for them to stop you is when you tell them what you're doing. So Maybe it's time for you to just shh for a little while while you get these things rolling, at least to a point where you're solid and confident enough in what you're doing that that people's words can't knock you off your feet, because especially in the trial and error phase, it's easy to become discouraged because you're not seeing the results or you don't even know. If you're going to get the results you want. And when people are kind of telling you that, are you sure you want to try that? Why don't you just fall back on the thing that you do well, that's comfortable. If you're not confident and you haven't seen the results, it can become very easy to just say, yeah, maybe they're right. Instead of investing my time and money into this new venture, maybe I should just stick to the one I know. And for me, what that meant was not baking for a while not updating my Instagram. I I'm not good at Instagram in general, but um I wasn't really updating it. I wasn't really pushing that agenda because I didn't want to be known for one thing. And I and the moment I went into doing Tokes Inc. and Tokes talk stuff, I found that people were kind of saying, oh, how about treats by Tokes? How about this? How about that? And I'm like, I don't want to be known as the baker which is not a bad thing for people who want to be who want to be bakers but for me I didn't want to be known for one thing I want to be known as multi-dimensional multi-talented able to succeed in everything I could do and the best way for me which may not be the best way for you was to literally stop advertising that so that people could forget for a while so that they could start to associate me with the other things that not only I do I think I do better, but the things that I like more and the things that I'm pushing for, so that at the end it'll be multi-dimensional and it'll be multi-talented, more so than a baker who happened to write a book or something like that. So my final thoughts on Rihanna and the the whole aspect of multi-talented people or people who dealt um go into different streams is what do artists owe us and what do people who were comfortable with doing some one thing that we know well, what do they actually owe us? If anything at all, because just because we're used to receiving something in a certain way, doesn't mean we're entitled to receiving it like that constantly. And I think this is where we often have to look at ourselves and, and step back and see if just because someone has done us a favor or has produced at a certain level for a certain period of time, do they have the right to stop? I think the answer is yes. And if they stop, do we actually have a right to be upset? And when I say upset, I say it loosely because the reason why people are upset and discouraged or, yeah, discouraged and, yeah, those are the two words, um, is because they love what she does and they love what she produces. So the fact that they feel like they're deprived, especially when based on how she was releasing music and touring, she was giving it to people constantly. People are not able to reconcile the fact that she is no longer wanting to do that. And I think that's where we have to do a self check because it just, because someone has been giving you music time after time like that and you've been spoiled you start to think that that's the norm and that's what they want to do but there is something called burnout and there is something called deviation and there is something called I want to do other things right now so we have to learn how to understand and be empathetic with the fact that people may people want to change and in different seasons they may they may want to do something that's different from what we're used to and it's in our best interests to understand that and maybe give them the time that they need. And it's interesting and why I say we feel entitled is because someone like Adele, for example, she, from 2018 to 2015 until this moment, she has only given us three albums and every single one of those albums were bangers, like bangers, 19, 21, 25, amazing amazing bodies of work but the way she does her stuff is that she takes some time out and gives you something so people are not here complaining that Adele isn't hasn't given them music even though they want it and with Beyonce from like in her solo post Destiny's Child era from 2003 to 2016 she gave us six albums and if you want to include the Carters which is the one with her and Jay-Z, and also the gift, um, the Lion King album, we can say eight. Rihanna has given us more albums than that. But because of the way she had been doing it at that fast pace, we we lost we lost the ability to separate the fact that she was doing us a favor. So even for the people in your lives who you're used to doing something for you or who you're used to be um, counting on in a certain way or who you're used to seeing in a certain light, should they deviate from that? Let's try and understand that people have the right to do that and that what has worked as the formula for the past decade for somebody may not work as the formula now. And let's try and understand and be supportive of people as they make these decisions. Being supportive of Rihanna, I'm sure she doesn't. She she probably cares because she has she likes her fan base and she would love to give you guys what she wants. But in the process, she's trying to do stuff that makes her happy, you know? So yes, that's a celebrity and that's extreme, but... If you pay attention to your life, you'll probably see people who are doing the same thing, like people who may have been available for you to come over and they like, wine and dine you or do a lot for you and maybe in this season they're not doing that and you're like oh why haven't you invited me over and maybe they just don't have the energy or they want to put that into something else let's just try and be kind and be considerate and understanding of people as they move through their multi-talents and their multi-dimensionality and explore the parts of them that they have always known have been in there even if we ourselves have not seen them put those parts to the forefront until now. So yeah, um I'm just going to get right into my words to live by for this week, which are my best is only too much for small-minded people. And this is an attack. <laughs> like straight up an attack, and it's an attack on people against you and it's also an attack for you. Because when we are trying to explore our best. People sometimes don't understand it as this whole conversation has been about. And the reason why they don't understand is because they're small-minded. And I don't say small-minded in an insulting way. It's just because defense mechanisms and life has us, we put people in boxes and we put people in a way of understanding because it helps us to deal and reconcile with the world that's changing around us and it helps us to feel safe so when you put somebody in a box and you know and you feel that you know them well and you understand them and they bring something that kind of shatters the box that you put that you've put them in it can be hard to reconcile you know which and if we are so rigid that we can't reconcile that that means we're being small-minded because We believe that the box we've put them in for our safety and understanding is all that exists of them, you know? So it's one, so why it's an attack towards each and every single one of us is because we need to, when somebody shatters the box of our understanding of them in a positive way, we need to say, well, guess we're going to draw a bigger box around them. We can't say, no, 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 don't do that. Don't do that. Stay where you are. Stay in the compliments box. Stay in the safety box of my understanding. And on the other end, when we are doing a lot and when we are trying to become our best, should we encounter people who are trying to put us into a box for their safety? We need to understand that it's their small mindedness and that we need to fight against that and we need to persist against that. We need to continue against that and we need to continue to thrive against that. So thank you guys so, so much for listening. Have an amazing week and I'll talk to you next Wednesday. Bye.